All right, so you're going to see a, a miracle happen before your eyes today. You're going to see me preach a sermon in 15 minutes. Um, for my family, they say that that'll be a miracle indeed. Uh, quick preface to where we're going. Pastor Ben said that you guys were reading in First Peter. That's where you're at in the book um, through the chapters here. So I'm going to preach from that book today. Quick story, quick history of what Peter is writing this letter to these people. They're refugees, they're outcasts, they've been shunned. Why? Because they've followed Christ. They no longer have homes set up. They no longer have access to the synagogue. They no longer have rights of the priests. They're just out there. And so Peter writes this to kind of bring some encouragement to them. Some understanding, some worth to their hearts. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Uh, I'm going to speak quick. You've got to turn quick or swipe quick. All right? 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 through 9 says, As you come, say come, to him the living stone, say living stone. As you come to him the living stone. This word come means to approach, to visit, to assent, to worship, to draw near to. It's an action word. If we're going to come to God, we must actively do it. It must be a daily pursuit. It must be something that is a continual stepping out process. When we look at the word living stone, this is a metaphor, and you know that throughout the Bible we see pictures of God setting up stones. God likes to play with stones. The Israelites cross the Red Sea, some stones go up. The Israelites cross the Jordan. Some stones get set up. Kids disobey their parents. <laughs> some stones come out. God likes stones. And in the Bible, Jesus is metaphorically used. That the, the rock, the stone, it's joined with Christ. Okay, so we come, pursuit of him, to the living, he's alive, Amen. He's no longer in the grave, but he is alive. He's a lively stone. He is able to um, keep us. He is able to protect us, put us in safety. He is, he, he was, and he is, and he is to come. Amen. Not only is this living stone all of that, he's invincible, he's infinite, but he's able to humble the proud. He's able to clip down the haughty. He's able to abate the arrogant. Amen. So we look at these words saying come to the living stone and verse four part b says this rejected by men but chosen by god and precious to him and then we see the words in verse five you also like living stones you also are precious to god you also are like living stones like the word like it's a simile we we're taught that in grade school it joins two things jesus christ the living stone you and i call to be just like Jesus, the living stones. You also are chosen of God. You also are precious to him. You might feel like you are nothing. You might feel like you're worthless, but I'm here today to call you out of that because you are worth so much that Christ died on the cross for you. You are, you are worth so much to God that he would call you out by name. He would choose you to accomplish his work. Verse 5, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priest and offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. We're going to break this verse down. 
living stones. We understand what those are. We are called to be just like Jesus. Do you know that Jesus operated in full anointing authority and power? If he spoke it, it was done. How about you, Mom? How about you, Dad? Did you speak this morning to your child and it was done? <laughs> okay. Did you, did you see someone sick and say, you know what, sickness, in the name of Jesus, get out? Did, 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 you, did you heal the blind? How are we doing with being living stones? I look at myself and I say, wow, God, I got a lot of work to do. God, you got a lot of work to do in this guy. See, but there's a willingness, and that's what he's looking for. Are you willing to be like Jesus? To be that living stone? Christ himself, connected, we're connected like, remember? Similarly like, we're connected. We have his power. We have his authority. We have dominion in this age. You and I, we walk around with such power, yet we don't even realize it. I equate it to this. Back in the day, they used a hammer and one of them old, you know, little metal-looking with little teeth thing. I don't know what it's called, but um, uh, some sort of saw, okay? Now we have plug it into the wall zoom, and go through stuff lickety-split, right? We got chop saws. Uh, yeah, that's exactly Sawzall, that's exactly it. Do you see the difference? Now we got the job done. See, but God says, I give you power. <laughs> okay, you see what I'm saying? It's power. We got some power to move and to, and, and to do what he's accomplished. He didn't abandon us. He didn't leave us here. Guys, this is a message for you. Let me hear <laughs> You ladies, you can't even attempt to do it, so don't try. All right. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm taking up my 15 minutes. Spiritual house, the temple of the Most High. Guess what? He's writing to this, this, this message to this body of people that don't have a, a temple to go to no more. But he's saying, forget about the Jewish synagogue. You're the temple. You are the temple of the Most High God. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost. Forget about the priests. Guess what? I'm calling you to be a holy nation, a priesthood of my calling. I'm going to establish myself. This is a holy priesthood. They didn't no longer need the priests. Do you know that each one of you are priests? Every single one of you here are priests. You know what the two main functions of a priest were? First and foremost, to be a minister to God. Secondly, to minister to him so effectively that he gives and imparts into you that which you need to give to someone else. So it's first to minister to him, and then secondly, to minister to God's people. And whether they are Christians or not, you're still to minister to them because it's all, they're all God's people. Red, yellow, black, and white, green with polka dots. They're all his people. Amen? Two missions, two functions of a priest, and you're all. Pastor Ben's not the priest of this He's one. He's the shepherd, Pastor Pete. He's not the one. He's one, but he's not the one. You all are. Don't, don't lay the burden on these two men. They're going to do what they're called to do, but guess what? we got a bunch of priests sitting in this place. You've been doing your priestly duty? You've been priests in your home, men? You've been priests at your workplace, men? See, because I believe with all my heart that you should be the top echelon of any company that you work at. I don't care who you are. You might start at the bottom, but brother, work yourself up. You should be the one that they come to when they have a problem. They should be coming to you if they lack wisdom, and you should have it. Why should you have it? Because you've sought the presence of the Most High God. Now, this just isn't a message for men. Ladies, you can find yourself in that place, too. Spiritual sacrifices. Again, we no longer have to slaughter the lamb. 
No more dubs, no more bowls, praise God. We are. Uh oh. We are the spiritual sacrifice. We're the ones on the altar. We're the ones that have to be laid out before him. Your spiritual sacrifice this morning in worship was saying, Father, I give you everything. I had a crummy day, but you're still God. I had a crummy week. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I might fall flat on my face financially, God. I don't know what. You might have had a whole world of things coming around you, but God is still God. And sacrificing yourself on that altar of praise is what he's called you to. Don't, don't worship your problem. Worship the problem solver. All right, skipping, skipping, skipping. Um, let's transition um, to we, we, Peter's writing this letter. Let's transition back to a time where Jesus is talking with Peter. So here's Peter's theology. This is where he's coming up with his goods. Peter in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 19. Let's quickly read that. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who? Do the people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say that I am? So here we have Jesus Christ himself asking, who do you say that I am? Now, in the English, it's, it's singular. It would be like he was talking, most people think he's talking to Peter, but he's not. In the Greek, it's plural. And so if we were to kind of put it in today's terms, and you were down maybe in the south, you'd say, who do y'all say that I am? So he's talking to this disciples, and he's saying, who do you say that I am? And here's Peter, robust. He, he, he just blurts out, you're, you're, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, way to go, Peter. Way to go. Because this was not revealed to you by any man, but you got it straight from God. He showed you that. Good, you're blessed. And then he says, this. He says, I tell you that you are Peter. In the Greek, his name is uh, Petros. Petros. It's uh, P-E-T-R-O-S. Petros, which means part of the rock. Little stone. Little sliver of the hole. He goes, I call you Petros. You got a Petros right here. Pastor Pete. Um, you got a Petros right here, and Pastor Ben. He's a spokesman. He's the one that is kind of the one that steps up to the plate. If you look at the, the, the description of the disciples in the Bible, who is the one that usually comes first? Peter. Why? Because he's the spokesman. He's the one, you know, he's timid and he's shy and he's bashful and he likes to cut ears off of people and get his foot in his mouth. He's just the spokesman. All right? But listen to what Jesus says. I tell you that you are Petros. And on this rock, on this Petras, P-E-T-R-A-S, plural, I will build my church. Petras means a bunch of stones connected or knitted together. I'm here to tell you that you are the Petras. You are a bunch of stones, living stones, filled with power, filled with authority, filled with dominion to accomplish that what Jesus Christ has called you to. Now, the church is Pastor Ben. He's the spokesman. He's the, the shepherd. But it doesn't rest and rely and fall on him or Pastor Pete. What does the burden of the gospel of Jesus Christ fall to? Every single one of you priests that sit in this place. Understand it. Take a hold of it. Men, take a hold of it. Become the spiritual heads. Become the spiritual leaders. I call you out from your complacency. 
into a place of activity in the spirit realm. So we have Petrus, large group, knitted together. We have, and he says, I will build my church, the ecclesia. Ecclesia means called out once. Called out from what to what? What has Jesus called us out of to? Think about that. See, the church, the church has got some things messed up. The church has some things that uh, we, we do wrong. We still do. The church isn't being the church. We always blame it on the culture. Well, the culture is what the culture is, and the culture's, you know, sinners keep on sinning, and hell's, you know, it just, it's just increasing. No, the reason why the culture is in the place that it is is because the church is not, nor very rarely operates in what the church is called to. See, the church isn't rising up to the place where it should be. See, because I, I'm, I'm told in God's word that if... My people who are called by my name, humble, my, humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn, then I'm going to do what? I'm going to heal. So if the church operates as the church is called to operate, the gates of hell will not prevail against. And that's exactly what it ends up saying. It says that um, if we understand and if we know Jesus Christ and he dwells and he lives and he resides within us to the full, to the absolute full place, then the gates of hell will not prevail. How do we know that the church is actually the church? When gates are closed off and hell has no entrance. How do we know that we're the church? When we're seeing the kingdom advance and hell retreat. See, he's the quote-unquote little God of this world, but we serve an infinite, all-knowing, all-powerful God. And I'm telling you, we'll know that we're the church when the gates of hell no longer stand, no longer shut, no longer have any binding authority. I'm here to tell you, little stones. I'm here to tell you, Petrus. I'm here to tell you, body of Christ, knitted together as a whole into one, forming one large rock. Guess what? God's called you, he's enabled you, he's equipped you, and he is saying, stand, arise, a mighty army, in the authority and the power and the dominion that I've given to you. Start being the church. Stop playing church. We like to come in, and we think church is all about the clothes we wear, the, the friendship that we get connecting. Yes, you want to connect, absolutely. But I'm telling you, there are people living and dying and going to hell every day, and, and, and they connect social, Facebook, whatever. No, I'm telling you, we, we need to connect them to the source. See, church isn't about coffee and donuts. Church isn't about shake hands and be friendly time. Church isn't about warm, fuzzy feelings. Church is about standing in the power of the Most High God. Church is being able to go to that person that you're in line with at the grocery store and they're hurting and you can tell they're hurting and you've already gone to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he's already implanted something inside your heart that says, you know what, it looks like you're having a bad day. The Lord says this, tears weeping, how did you know? So that's the church being the church. The church is going into a workplace and day after day after day after day after day after day being faithful, honoring the Lord with your work and seeing men and women look to you for advice. I'm telling you what, you better be prepared to give advice and not say, well, 
Man, you got to go to the throne. You got to go to the king. Let him give you the advice so you can give it to the others. The church has got to stand up. The church has got to become the church. Am I saying that y'all are doing a bad job? No. We're all in the process. We're all on the journey. But I'm telling you, anybody by show of hands, can you improve? Do you want more? Can Jesus use you better than he's used you in the past? Can you relieve yourself of the world? Can you say, God, I want so much of the world to be drained out of me that all they see is Jesus? I want his blood. I want his spirit. I want them to see Jesus when they look at the shell. See, we all can be in that place, and that's the place that we're called to. So today, abbreviated, shortened, but sweet, God is calling you, men. He is calling you, ladies, young people, like he's never called you before. And if you have a spiritual ear, you'll hear. And if you have an understanding what the word of God is calling us to, it is to a place of absolute divine appointment. Power. You're called to speak things to people. You're called to lay hands on the sick and see them healed. Whoa, that's spooky stuff. You're called, church, to have authority in the spiritual realm where you say, "Uh uh-uh, not going to happen in my house. No, no, spirit of division. My marriage is not going to fall the way my parents' marriage fell. My marriage is not going to fall that the way that 49% of the world, their marriage falls because actually it's 51 in the church. Sweet Jesus, help us. Do, do you hear me? We're going to say no to that. We're going to step in the authority and the divine power that he's given us to say no to ungodliness and yes to him. And I'm telling you, you're going to see shackles fall. I'm telling you, you're going to see the blind see. You're going to see the lame walk. You're going to see the dumb speak. You're going to see the dead in. You're going to see the dead in this life, the walking dead, the purposeless, drone people of this world becoming alive because of what you call out of them. Do you hear what the word of the Lord is saying? You, you, not just these two men right here, you are the priests that he has called to be a holy priesthood. So today you have a choice. I have a whole lot more notes. If you want them, come up to me. I'll take your email and I'll email them to you. But nonetheless, here's the reality. Do you want more of Jesus than you've ever had before? Are you hungry for the Lord? Do you want a fresh outpouring and a new infilling? Do you want to walk in power and authority? Do you want to be able to speak and it be done in the name of Jesus? I'm here to tell you, man, there are so many things sitting on the door, the, 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 the storehouse shelves in heaven that are just waiting for a people of God to say, God, in your word, it says this. Do you know if it's in his word, he can't back out? He's committed to it. He's committed and he will see it happen. You take his word and you read his word, you eat the scroll and you begin to speak it out. He has no choice but to act. Why? Because it glorifies himself. You have nothing to import. You have nothing good inside you. He has everything. So today the call is this. If you want more of Jesus, come. 
I'm going to make it as simple as possible. I'm telling you, if you want more of Jesus today, you surround this altar and you seek him. You go like blind Bartimaeus who screamed out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You go like Zacchaeus who climbed a tree, wee little man that he was, to go and see Christ. You come today like the woman with the issue of blood, pushing through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. You come. You come. Don't worry about your friends. Don't worry about your wife, your husband, your brother, your sister. If you want more of Jesus today, you come and you seek him. You want to walk in authority, divine power? You come. You want to offer yourself as a living sacrifice? You come. You want to be changed? You come today. Heavenly Father, we come to this place. Father, we desire to give glory to you, Lord Jesus. Father, you see us right where we're at. Lord, and it is by your spirit that we're drawn to you. Lord, it is not the words of men, but it is by your spirit Father God, that you draw us. Lord, I believe with all my heart that you desire to meet with your children today. Lord, and you will empower, you will anoint. Father God, you will call out the gifts that you have placed in each of these men and women here. Father God, and I believe that we're going to see testimony of anointed, authoritative, chosen people. God, that are making a holy difference for you in this kingdom. We're going to see Grand Haven and the surrounding areas transformed because your church, this church that is found in, in a little, little town, Lord Jesus, right off a, a street that maybe nobody even knows of yet, Father God is going to just absolutely ravage, absolutely ravage this town, Lord Jesus. I pray right now that you would release release your spirit into these men release these these men to be holy and righteous Father God, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord let them become watchmen, let them become priests of their home, priests of their workplace Father God use your church Father you didn't want just a a pastor that could preach good or someone that could lead a worship service Father God, you've You've decided to work through your chosen people, your priesthood, Father God, and that is us, your people. Let your anointing fall, Lord Jesus, as these men and women come to seek you. You said that if we seek you in the sanctuary, Father, you will be found by us. You will be found by us. Seek after him this morning. Seek after him and he will be found by you. You will find him. You will know him. Ask him what you want. Cry out to him this morning. What have you need of? He is here today to meet you in this place. Oh, God, have your way. Jesus. Oh, God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We want more of you, more of you, Lord. Jesus, we want more of you, more of you, Lord. Jesus, more of you. 
less of me, more of you, Jesus. More of you, less of me, more, more of you, Jesus. Yes, yes. More of you, less of me. I want more of you, Jesus. More of you, less of me. Thanks.